ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, June 12th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's program. We are here until 6 o'clock. We're going to get things started with your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Also on Twitter, you can find me today at Paul Swan. We've got several comments from some of the top stories of the day. We're going to get into those in just a few minutes. And to help me do all of that, I've got coming up in the next few minutes from Channel 13, Cassidy Wood. She is the reigning and defending West Virginia Broadcasters Association Sports Anchor of the Year. She won it last year, and then she won it again this year. So Cassidy's doing the work, and it's been a while. We talked about it. Cassidy and I talked about, hey, when are you going to have me back on the show? Well, you know what? Today seems like it's a good day to do that because – the big things we're going to get into started over the weekend and just doubled today. Megan Smith Lyon, according to reports, is going to be named the next head coach of North Carolina. So she's leaving Thundering Herd softball to head to North Carolina. Several years of experience with the Thundering Herd. Tremendous run this last season. Almost, almost got the herd into postseason in the NCAA. Unfortunately, wasn't going to be. Finished runner-up in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And she's had a tremendous run. She's just had a tremendous run. And so that news came out. And we haven't heard anything yet official from North Carolina. And I'm pretty sure that Marshall will follow suit. If there has been a hiring, I think North Carolina is going to make the announcement. And then when Marshall gets the go-ahead it can make its announcement as well because, obviously, this seems like it's going to be a done deal. And it's going to be something I think that's going to be great for Coach smith Lyon. If you haven't recently listened to the podcast or listened to her on the show, she talked about her, her roots. Autumn Owen, who is with us most recently, according to reports, has entered the, entered the transfer portal. And I think a lot of you saw that coming because with the reports that Coach Lyon was heading to North Carolina, Autumn, strong connection with Coach Lyon. She was on the program most recently talking about her connection with Coach. So that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So you're losing your your top player. That's hard to say that, but she was Marshall's top player. Sunbelt Offensive Triple Crown winner. So she will be leaving, according to reports. And then the other thing that we're going to get into today is Tavion Kinsey, all-time leading scorer in Marshall men's basketball history, has joined the Marshall alumni team in the basketball tournament, heard that. So now Marshall, the alumni team, heard that, has the top two scorers in Marshall history. That's Tavion Kinsey and John Elmore. This is going to be a fun TBT team to watch. Absolutely fun. But what does this mean for Tavion? Is this an opportunity for Tavion to showcase himself before the NBA draft? Is this a move to enhance his NBA prospects? It couldn't hurt, right? Is this a bid to strengthen 
his NBA prospects, to help that along a little bit, get more eyes on him, go up against some, I'm going to say tough competition. I'll say near NBA level competition, near. You got a lot of guys who played in the NBA that are no longer in the association. You got a lot of guys that are all-time college greats that didn't get into the NBA. So it's a good mix of veterans, players trying to find a spot. The basketball is good. The quality of the basketball is absolutely fantastic. Let's not kid ourselves here. But with Tavion in the mix now, is this a bid for him to maybe get some competition against some seasoned pros, some, some different looks, opportunity to maybe try to improve his draft stock? The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we'll start there. We'll also start on Twitter at Paul Swan. And again, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. There's a lot going on today. Some of you are wondering if a G League contract is the plan, an overseas contract. Some of you are asking some of the questions about how many true NBA hopefuls have ever played in this event. So that is coming up as a question as well. And there's a, there's some, there's a little concern. And again, I'm basing this off social media right now. There's some concern that fans don't know to take this as a good sign or a bad sign. Me personally, and somebody reminded me of this, me personally, I didn't want to see Tavion in this event for several years. I wanted to see Tavion get in the NBA, have a successful career, and then after his NBA career is done, if he felt the need to get on a TBT roster and have some fun, sure, go for it. Absolutely. So what does that mean for his career at this stage? Is this an opportunity for him to enhance his prospects, and we'll entertain that as well. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So, as I mentioned, I, I went and got help. Cassidy Wood, Channel 13. She's going to join me on the other side of the break. Uh, my instructions to her, bring the heat. So we'll have fun with her when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is always open for you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You can also find me on Twitter this hour, at Paul Swan. It's long overdue. Usually she has to just come into the studio and force her presence onto the program. But today we are doing it by phone. She is the sports director of 13 News. She's also a back-to-back winner of the WVBA Sports Anchor of the Year. That's 2022, 2023, and probably 2024. She is Cassidy Wood. How are you? Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Was that was it hype enough, or did I need to add more hype to it? <laughs> no, I think it was plenty hype, especially for this rainy day we're having. Oh, you have rain? I, it's, I'm looking out the window right now. It's bright and sunny here in Huntington. What are you talking about? What? Yep. Oh, I need to come out there then. Yeah, it's pretty cloudy and rainy over here. I keep telling you that you need to do more from Huntington. You need to be here. 
every single day. You could come on the show every day if, you, if your offices were downstairs like they used to be. So. Oh, I know. Hey, we're trying to get back over there and have a bigger presence over there. Trust me. So. Okay, and cool. I'll be over there all the time starting, you know, end of July, early August. So. Cool. So you can come up anytime. Um, before we begin, is Spencer Atkins okay with this? Because usually he likes to hog these perform uh, these uh, these these radio hits. Well, he actually is doing the weather as we speak uh, for the 5 o'clock news, so I think he's a little preoccupied right now. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So Cassidy's with me today because, well, one, it's been too long since she's been on the program, and two, how crazy is today? We have had nonstop, I don't want to say fun stuff because there are a lot of upset, eh, you know, maybe not upset, sad Hurt fans today because we got the reports yeah. that Megan Smith-Lyon, who's done a fantastic job with the softball program, is going to be the next softball coach at UNC. And that makes perfect sense for her, her history, her background. She's even alluded to that with me recently, that, you know, her heritage. And then Autumn Owen, it's been reported that Marshall's all-world catcher, who also has that North Carolina connection, is going to enter the transfer portal I think we know where she's going, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a sad day for Marshall softball fans. Um, I was actually just talking to my co-anchor, Amanda, about this. And, you know, it just kind of stinks because Marshall, a lot of times for these coaches, is a, it's, a, it's a launching pad. You know, they come here, they build up a program, and then they find something else. But in this situation, it is something that I think herd fans can kind of sit back and just be happy for her, hopefully. Um, it is unfortunate, you know, for, for Marshall softball, but you never know. We could get another young, you know, exciting coach in there. Um, but I am very excited for her. I know that this is going back home for her. Um, and I know, like you mentioned, she alluded to it. I mean, she's been here for five years, but I think her ultimate goal has always been, you know, to go back there. And uh, that team is just so close and you know, covering them the past couple of years, you can just see how much those players look up to Coach Lyon and just appreciate her so much. So I hate to say it, but I would not be shocked if we see a couple more players enter the transfer transfer portal with hopes of maybe following her as well. Um, you know, she just she came here and in those five years, she just made history and uh, really turn that program around. So, yeah, I, I think she has a pretty hefty following. So it, it is sad, but it's also exciting because we know that this is where she wanted to end up, and, you know, it's great for her and her family and, yeah, her legacy. So um, I, I am very happy for her. But it will be interesting to see what happens with Marshall softball now um, over the next couple months. I mean, you know, they just got Greg Beals in here. It was, what, like three weeks before the baseball season started. So hopefully it's not that quick or, you know, doesn't take that long because um, I know that was a quick turnaround for him and for those players. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just – I am very excited for her. I know this is a good move for her and her family. So, yeah. Yeah, the athletic department definitely has its work cut out for it because you got to replace a, a softball coach that – achieve so much and it's always difficult to be the next coach coming in after a successful coach I mean on the on the good side of this is you've got a successful program you've got a contender there's a lot of positives here on the negative side as you kind of alluded to the transfer portal can take all of that away 
real quick. So it's always going to be a challenge, especially right. at this level, to try to bring someone in that can continue the program and not make it feel like it's sort of a, a rebuild. But baseball's a rebuild. Softball, right. up until a few hours ago, might not have felt like a rebuild. Right. And the other kind of concern, and not to like pile on, but another kind of concerning thing, too, is, I mean, she brought in a lot of her coaching staff or people that she brought in and she's been with over these past five years. And when we interviewed her, you know, after her hundredth win, after her 45 and 10 season and all this stuff, she kept saying it's this entire coaching staff. Like we have all been together for the past five years. We've done this together. So that's another thing I'm interested to see is who, if anyone, she takes with her to Chapel Hill um, because, you know, we see that in the coaching world all the time. I mean, Huff came here. He brought some guys from Alabama. Um, and so it, it'll just be really interesting to see the kind of the fallout and what happens in, in the days to come. If you're making the next hire, do you go with a familiar face? I know Morgan Zirkel's name has been – thrown out there do you go with someone who maybe has some familiarity with the program or what you mentioned you bring some new young up-and-comer and that hasn't had really a um, a history with martial athletics can bring a fresh perspective you know that's a really good question Paul because I think it could be a mix like a, a I could see reasoning for both right because Christian Spears came in hired young coaches I mean that's been his kind of thing you know he's been high but then you look at Greg Beals. I mean, he has a history, not necessarily with Marshall, but with some of the people associated with Marshall. And so, you know, it could go both ways. I mean, I, I really don't know. I think it's all up in the air. But I think, you know, the Herd Faithful will probably want a coach in there that has a history uh, with the university. I mean, you know, it's just dedicated Herd Nation. They want people that are from their roots to be there. So, yeah, I mean, I could see Zirkle coming in for sure. Um, but like I said, I could see it the other way. President Brad Smith and Christian Spears, I mean, they're definitely trying to revamp the university. And, you know, I could see them wanting to go a different way, get someone young in there. But you also want to build off of the success that Coach M Megan Smith at Lyon has had over the past couple of years. So um, it's a tricky one. It's going to be very, very interesting. And, again, like I said, filling that coaching staffing, that coaching staff roster as well is going to be interesting because I don't, unfortunately, I don't think Megan, Coach Megan is the only one that's going to be going. I mean, I could see her taking a couple people with her. I don't know if their pitching coach is going to go or what, but there's just going to be a lot of interesting movements over the next couple months for sure. I know one coach on that roster that's going with her. I think I know one. Yeah. I think I know one. Yeah, and he's he would be the one I would think that automatically would go. So Yeah. Um and I think a, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yes, it's, it's not it's it's not a secret. It's you know, it's a family affair, yeah. you know. Her husband exactly. Yeah, on the roster, yeah, you know, they work well <laughs> together. I mean it that's amazing that you can you can be married to someone and work well with them together. Yeah. As right. as a coaching duo, and I'm sure that he's not gonna be the only one but if you're trying to attract a new coach into this situation, and maybe it's not going to be someone that you're instantly familiar with, I wonder if this is going to accelerate any plans to try to upgrade softball. We heard a lot of compliments and complaints. The last two times Marshall had high-profile games here with the way that the seating was. Just to be honest, we haven't talked about softball like this in a long time. And now right. look how – 
much in the forefront softball is, not just locally with us, but nationally. Right, yeah. And I think I think they need to build off of that. And, you know, I was there during the Alabama and Virginia Tech games, and I will say it was really difficult, I mean, for people to see. You know, they were kind of sitting on top of each other and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, with all this money coming in and rebuilding going on with the baseball program, hopefully maybe they can argue, you know, getting some, some new stuff for softball as well. And that would be very attractive for a new coach. But, again, I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I really don't because I just see it both ways. I see them wanting to bring in a new a young, you know, exciting new coach. But then you risk – the same thing happening you know they build up credibility in a couple years they bounce and then you're back to square one again so I could also see them maybe wanting to bring someone who has martial roots who who might want to stay for a little bit um I I mean I could see it both ways I think I think at the end of the day though it's going to boil down to who it is obviously and just if they fit you know the what they're trying to do at Marshall and and if they work well with the plan that President Smith and, and athletic director Christian Spears has for, for the university and for athletics as a whole. So we can either um, see the Dan D'Antoni model or we can see the Charles right. Huff model of hiring. Right, right, right. Yeah. And see, they've gone both ways. I mean, and like I said, with Greg Beals hiring him last year, I mean, he's been around. So I'm, I don't know. I could see him going both ways. Um, probably leaning more towards someone who has a history with Marshall. I could see that. And also, I, yeah, I just think, especially now with the transfer portal and all this stuff, I think they just want some consistency in that position. Probably I would want that. Um, so I don't know. It'll be very interesting. But isn't this, this is a good problem to have because if your coaches keep getting plucked away, you're doing something right. If your coaches keep getting plucked away, and here we go with softball, always a potential one really tremendous season away from losing your coach because that's just how good that program's been. And let's not kid ourselves. We know Coach Huff is going to do amazing things with Marshall football, but if the right opportunity comes along, he might be out of here. I'm not implying that he's looking or he's trying to leave, but – He's such a, a, a right. sought-after coach. His name's going to come up in conversations year in and year out, and the right opportunity oh, yeah. might finally come for him. So it feels like you're not going to get away from this because Marshall, if Marshall's doing it right, coaches are sought after here, and then you're going to go out and, and replenish. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's always a good thing when your coaches are, are going on. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, Marshall is a mid-major program, so it's going to be really difficult trying to pick someone who's going to stay there long, long term unless they're really tied to the university. You know, that's not really going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I could I, yeah, I yeah, could see them hiring maybe someone young. Now I'm leaning more towards that, hiring someone young probably and, and getting them in there. But, um It'll just it'll be really interesting the fallout after this. I just want to see like who exactly is going to enter the transfer portal. We do have a couple local kids that are committed to Marshall softball. I talked to those kids recently at the softball state tournament. They said you know a big reason obviously they want to stay close to home, but a big reason for choosing Marshall is because of, of their love for Coach Megan Smith Lyon and her coaching staff. So. It'll just be very interesting watching just the fallout after this and, and what's going to happen with, with Marshall softball. 
that's going to be one thing that will keep us busy this summer. Another thing that's going to be keeping us busy for a little bit, I hope, is the TBT. Once again, the TBT, a big-time event in the state of West Virginia. Unfortunately for some of us, it's in Wheeling. Fortunately for us, heard that is loaded. And with the announcement today that Tavion Kinsey, (laughs) yes, loaded. With Tavion Kinsey joining the team, instantly that makes her that all that much better. But is this a smart move for Tavion? He's got draft prospects, right? He's got aspirations to hit the NBA, and he's joining the roster of Heard That to play in the TBT. Is this a good move for him to enhance himself, or is this a move to try to get himself out there and try to improve his stock instead of, okay, I mean, it could go either way. You know, either your stock's lowering and you need to raise it back up, or you're just trying to put the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, I think it's both. Um, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram and stuff, but he's been posting my stories. He's been working out with NBA teams. I'm pretty sure he's in Phoenix today. So, um, and he's, you know, hasn't been quiet about it. So he definitely has been working out with NBA teams. Um, and like I said, I think he's in Phoenix today. I, I think this just puts a chariot on top of what people already expect and already know Tavion as an NBA draft prospect. I think also a little bit of it might be wanting to come back and, and playing with, you know, herd alumni and being part of that kind of group because, at the end of the day, you know, the three big names on there, John Elmore, Jared West, and now Tavion Kinsey. I mean, those are three guys that really have changed Marshall basketball in recent years and put put them on a platform that they didn't have previously. So um, I think it's just going to be an awesome experience to watch those three ball out together. I also would love to be in the locker room to hear the conversations between John and Tavion about the all-time scoring record because – I want to see how uh, that conversation is. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I think Tavion just wanted to maybe come back and, and feel what it, what it would be like, you know, having all three of those stars just, just play together. And I feel like, you know, they'll do really well. I mean, Best Virginia obviously beat them out last year um, in the, I think it was the quarterfinals. Um, but it was a really close game and Best Virginia has big names like John Flowers, Kevin Jones. So, and they were just really difficult and they got beat, especially beyond the arc. And so I think Tavion having him, um, kind of help lead that team. I think it would be awesome. And I can't wait for some awesome passing from John Elmore, maybe a little alley-oop him and Tavion. (laughs) I'm just going to say it out loud because it needs to be said. The roster looks like this, and this isn't everyone because there was a couple other pickups, uh, some non-herd alum joining the, the roster as well. But Tavion mm-hmm. Kinsey, John Elmore, Rondell Watson, one of my favorite players, underrated players, Marshall basketball, James mm-hmm. Kelly, Ryan Taylor, Stevie Browning. That's mm-hmm. that's a Oh, I forgot about Stevie, yeah. Yeah, Stevie's great, too. I could, he, he was awesome last year. I could win. I could have won Conference USA, the Sun Belt, the MAC, whatever league Marshall was in. I could have won that league with those guys being my six. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, 
it's it's also easy to say that now because I mean John's been playing professional basketball overseas now for years, so I mean he's only gotten better. Um, and so, yeah, and same with Stevie. I know Stevie's still practicing, you know, playing when he can. So I, yeah, I mean they're very. It's going to be very exciting watching them, and definitely going to be rooting for them all the way through Dayton because I mean if they can win that one million dollar prize, that'd be pretty sweet. Watch them on ESPN and stuff. You think the TBT messed up by putting this thing in Wheeling this year? If it's good, if you're going to have it in West Virginia, it should be in Charleston. It just should be. Yeah, I don't know how if I'm going to catch any flack for this, but I will say I was not a happy camper when that news came out. Um, selfishly, having the tournament right across the street from our TV studio was very helpful because a lot of times the games wouldn't tip off until like 8 or 9. And if that's the case and I'm live at 11 o'clock, like I need to be close to be able to edit these highlights quick, get interviews, get what I can to be on air by 11.15. So um, for me, it's very, it's added a lot of stress personally, and I'm not excited about it at all. But for the fan, I also think it was a bad move. I really do. I think um, if they were going to move it at all, it should have been up to Morgantown because Best Virginia is the one that's been winning out of this region. Um, I mean, they'll lose in the they've lost in the championship the past two years, but um, I mean, they're the ones that have been winning. And I think the biggest crowd we see at this tournament, no offense to Herd Nation, but the biggest crowd, the biggest poll that's come to this tournament has been WVU fans because everybody wants to come see the 2010 guys, Final Four guys, ball out again. And, I mean, it's been, like, hundreds of people. And John Flowers, every time I interviewed him, he would say, I just don't know why this isn't in Morgantown. You think a lot of people are here now, like, move it to Morgantown. It'll be double that. And he's always been pushing that. The past, like, three years, he's been pushing, we need to move it to Morgantown. And so it would be really interesting to get his take on it being in Wheeling because I feel like he would have a lot to say about that. Um but, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really difficult spot to get to. Um, we also have, obviously, our Super 6 football championships that are in Wheeling. And that's also really difficult for most area teams to get to. And it's, you know, a smaller area, so, like, accommodations are difficult. So, yeah, I, I just don't really see why they chose to move it to Wheeling. Um, I think it's just a harder commute for all of the Marshall fans and the WVU fans. And I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a serious decline in the amount of people that come out this year. And maybe that'll force them to move it to Morgantown finally. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not wishing that any ill upon the tournament. I want it to be successful. But I was just thinking, let's have – I just want to know who they talked to. (laughs) They didn't talk to us. Like, who made this decision? They didn't talk to us. They didn't talk to any of the best Virginia guys. They didn't talk to John Elmore. They didn't talk to any of those guys. I can say that with certainty. But – Imagine we put a stipulation on this thing. So the team, if if Heard that wins it, it has to come to Huntington the following year. And if Best Virginia wins it, it goes to Morgantown the following year. That'd think? be sweet. I, yeah. yeah. A little stipulation there. But put that on Yeah, there. play for a home court advantage. I right. love it. And if neither team wins, it goes to Charleston. <laughs> I'm down. Okay. Hey, I'd way I'd way rather drive to Huntington. I'd way rather drive to Morgantown. And we it it's just so difficult meeting. We also again personally, but we I mean the service is terrible there. So trying to work a live unit out there, it's 
yeah, logistically it's a nightmare, but, um, you know, hopefully people still come out and still, uh, still show out. I know how dedicated all the fans in West Virginia are, whether you're for the blue and gold or the green. So, um, hopefully everybody still comes out and it's still a solid tournament. I know adding Tavy onto this roster has definitely created a lot of excitement. So that's good. Cassidy Wood is with us. I need to say that again. Cassidy Wood is with us. <laughs> she is uh, the reigning and defending sports anchor of the year, 2022-2023. I was there when she won 2023, and um, it, was, uh, it, was fun to, it was fun to see you up there. Um, oh, I hadn't been up there in a while. I, been, I haven't been, so uh, I, you know, I, I came up, and it was fun to see some, some familiar faces. I uh, got to see you, um, and uh, I got to see uh, Mark Martin, our friend and our colleague, uh, get the uh, Lifetime yeah. Award. And um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Oh, uh, I was so I'll, happy for him. He, I don't know about you, but he made me tear up so much during that speech. Mark is Mark is just – that's just how Mark is built. And I'll say this. Um, the You posted on Twitter the thank you note that he sent you. Uh, that is genuine yeah. Mark Martin. He is uh, he is just one of the best. And when you know he pays you a compliment, you he means it. So uh, you know that was kudos to you. So you've done a fantastic job. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, no, I mean Mark is just the best guy. That was such a surprise. I I came into work that day and sitting on my cubicle was just a letter, and it said from Mark Martin. And I was like, why is Mark sending me something? And I opened it, and yeah, it was a handwritten note just congratulating me on my, you know, winning best sports anchor. And uh, he said he looked for me after the award show and couldn't find me, but um, he, you know, really appreciates the hard work I do and stuff. And yeah, he's just a great guy. I mean, to be to take time out out of his day to sit there and write me a handwritten letter, basically, you know, it was so awesome, and it definitely made my week. Um, you deserve it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you deserve it. No, you deserve <laughs> oh, everything. You. you deserve everything. And oh. um, maybe in like 60 years when we get to Mark's age, uh, we'll get into all these Hall of Fames because I just sent him a text <laughs> the other day. I'm like, did you get in another Hall of Fame? The uh, North-South <laughs> game. They put him in their Hall of Fame. Oh, that's awesome. I had to leave uh, before the awards happened, so I missed that. But that's awesome. He, I mean, he deserves it. He works his his butt off he's running around doing play-by-play all this stuff all the time so um definitely look up to him and um, we're thankful we're we're, we should be very thankful and appreciative that we have him in this area have had him for so long because yeah he's he's awesome that north south game was fun too by the way (laughs) 615 right that's when uh that's when you're next on 615 today yes sir let me guess what you've got to talk about you've got a megan smith lion (laughs) Autumn Owen, Tavion Kinsey. Anything else I'm missing? Nope, that's pretty much it. We did have um, a D&D uh, sport, say, over in Kentucky. They had a little basketball. It was called the Blue Line Classic over the weekend where uh, they had a basketball tournament to raise money for uh, the families of the officers um, who were shot and killed in the mass shooting in Allen, Kentucky last year. Um, and so they raised over $3,000 at that event for the families, um, which is really cool. And so, yeah, I have a little something on that as well. But, yeah, no, pretty much all Marshall other than that. <laughs> My guest from Channel 13, Cassidy Wood. We'll do it again soon. I promise we'll get you back in sooner. Uh, you know, we'll pick a day when there's a little bit more to talk about. Uh, make it fair for you. <laughs> 
Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, today's been fun. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I know there are a lot of people who are sad right now, but th- these, you know, if you just step back from it, this is like, oh, hey, we have something to talk about today in summer. You know, unfortunately, right. it's, it's what some of it's what it is. But at the same time, it's like, oh, hey, we, we got something to talk about today. So, you know, maybe we'll get more Tavion Kinsey type stories. That'll help us out. Right. Yeah, definitely. I I really want to try to get him like for an interview or something, but I don't know logistically what it's like. Because like I said, I mean, the dude's been traveling. I think he was in Minnesota at one point last week. So he's he's been working out with all these NBA teams and he's a busy man. So but hopefully we'll get him soon <laughs> i hope so i've already got a text out to him he hasn't even read it yet so he's been busy yeah he's he's a busy busy man have fun have fun doing this doing the show tonight i look forward to catching up with it thank you for doing this i've had to get you on you know i've needed to yeah, get you on sooner I'll, I'll i have we have summer we have plenty of time we can do it all all summer long oh yeah oh yeah it'll be fun it'll be a good one but thank you so much for having me paul and Tune in to WWK 13 News at 6. <laughs> we will definitely do it. Thank you, Cassidy. That's Cassidy Wood. Again, 2022-2023 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Sports Anchor of the Year. She deserves everything that she gets, and I appreciate her coming on the program with us today. Quick timeout. We come back. We'll get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is always open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Text just came in a few moments ago. Pretty interesting question. Is there anything Marshall can do? The change its standing of being a stepping stone school, or will this always be our destiny? That's a tough one to answer because the fortunes of institutions will rise and fall based on how consistent they are. Many years ago, Marshall jumped from then one double A into the Mid American Conference, and Marshall was tearing it up, was tearing it up. And there was that push to get Marshall into the Big East, try to get Marshall elevated to a higher-level conference, and unfortunately, that just fell apart. And I felt like, and hindsight's always wonderful, isn't it? You can always look back and say, oh, look, that's where the mistakes are. But I always felt like at one point there was this strong push to – Get Marshall to the point where it was a football school again. Truly competitive, winning. You had the push for the new stadium. The new stadium happens. Marshall is starting to be successful in Division I AA. Won a couple of national championships. Got to the championship game several times. And Marshall was a successful program. And then I felt like at some point it just didn't progress past that. It was as if, here we are, we're Marshall. We are Marshall. Here we are. And that means trying to maybe improve your position conference-wise or maybe 
improve facilities because the iron was hot. Marshall was a hot item. Marshall was winning games. Marshall had Randy Moss. Marshall had Chad Pennington. Marshall had Byron Lefwich. Marshall had Doug Chapman. Marshall had Troy Brown. Marshall had a, a lot of guys that were pretty good. And I felt like Marshall didn't make the moves it needed to make to position itself for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And so Bob Pruitt leaves. Marshall football falls into not a good spot. Doc Holliday comes in. He's successful, but not successful enough for a lot of Hurt fans. One championship. And then there was the move, of course. You move out of the Mid-American Conference. You move into the Sun, I'm sorry, Conference USA. And one championship. And that was in football. We're not even talking about basketball or some of the other sports here. We're just talking about the one football championship. So I think what needs to happen now is Marshall needs to invest in itself. Facilities need to be improved. Always you have to improve facilities here. You have to improve, expand. You're going to have to find new sources of revenue. You're going to have to generate interest in the program so you have fan support. You're going to have to do all of these things that maybe you could have done 15, 20 years ago, maybe even longer than that, to capitalize on the success and the growth of the football program. And it's going to hurt. Marshall's going to need money. That's going to be the big thing here. Marshall's going to have to find a way to be competitive in name, image, and likeness. Marshall's going to have to find a way to be competitive with its peer institutions in the Sun Belt financially. Marshall's going to have to find ways to improve infrastructure, facilities. I mean, there have been some notable improvements already. There have been some notable improvements already, but there needs to be more done. And Marshall's got to find a way to engage the fans and build, I think, a strong fan base here. Does Marshall football sell out? No. Does Marshall basketball sell out? Marshall football had to reduce capacity. Marshall basketball had to reduce capacity. Now, we're looking to improving capacity for softball. Marshall's getting a brand-new baseball facility. So there are some things that are happening here. But I don't think it's Marshall's ultimate destiny to be a stepping stone. But Marshall needs to put itself in a position to be competitive now and to be able to be competitive tomorrow. And I think Marshall missed that opportunity years ago when you had the brand-new football stadium, you were seeing success in football, you made the jump to the Mid-American Conference. Marshall should have invested more in Marshall and pushed further and further and further. You had one of the greatest all-time wide receivers in college athletics on your roster at one point. You had Chad Pennington. You had Byron Leftwich. You had some tremendous years in football. You could have used that as a springboard into better situations. And, of course, you got to run the program properly. Hopefully that's going to be what we see here now and in the future. Quick timeout. We'll continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment. Today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You know, when we're not on the air, you can still follow along. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Also on Facebook, it's The Drive with Paul Swan. And for whatever reason, if you're not here 5 to 6 every day, you're not here. For some reason, you couldn't listen, and you want to go back. You want to listen. You don't want to be left behind. How do you how do you overcome that feeling of being left behind? Well, you subscribe. I can't say subscribe. Again, my dentist thinks I'm asking him for money every time I say subscribe to our podcast. No, you follow our podcast. Hit like. Be a member. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That's where you're going to find The Drive with yours truly, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's been a fun day today. I want to thank Cassidy Wood from Channel 13 for stopping by on the phone. We haven't done that in a long time, so hopefully I can get her back on the program. You know, when we were talking to Cassidy earlier, I alluded to Mark Martin Mark Martin, of course, uh, sports director of Channel 8, WCHS. I told him i got to get him on the show this week, so we're going to try to work that into his schedule because he's a very busy man when he's not doing a great job covering sports for Channel 8. He's usually accepting inductions into Hall of Fames or awards for being Mark Martin, and so I'm going to try to break into his schedule a little bit and get him on the program. I would love to talk to him. Uh, when he accepted the award, the WVBA, a few weeks ago, it was the most inspiring speech I've heard in a long time. Someone who was just grateful for for everything that life has given them, the good and the bad. Very grateful for where he's at in his life, and we're going to talk to Mark hopefully this week, if not next week. Soon. We'll get him on the show soon. So that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. I would appreciate that. If you give me a follow, also, if you would get our podcast on your daily schedule, a podcast you listen to, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just wherever you get podcasts. And if you can't get the show where you get your podcast, go somewhere else. It's not good. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to have you back with me tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.